Hi, this is Don Mancini. You're listening to The Horror Returns. Greetings, victims. For those of you who delight in dread, who fantasize about fear, who glorify gore, welcome. You have found the place where the horror returns. Listeners, beware. This podcast contains major plot spoilers and the foulest of language. Join us in celebrating the old and the new, the best and the worst in horror. All right, welcome back, everybody, to The Horror Returns. I'm Lance, and with me, as always, my co-host, Brian Phillip. Nez might be here later, but we do have a... Do you have riding in from the dusty trail? What, would you just sit on a cactus or what? Pretty much. Cactus J. Hey, guys, how's it going? Sounds like so. a rock. <laughs> so, yeah, me, uh, Jay and I are recording live from Vegas right now. We're at the... Uh, Delano Suites Hotel, which is part of Mandalay Bay, which the hotel is basically free, but all the amenities aren't. Right. (laughs) Look at the fucking list of, like, for that one. There's $10 if you get a Pepsi out of the refrigerator, guys. Holy shit. There's no room to put your stuff in. Oh, I I found it. I found it. Yeah, we Go down to the casino, get one for free. Oh, we've, we've done plenty of that. We have we have the ladies here too. AJ, say hi. Why do you want me to say hi? I don't want to talk to Come on, Aristotle. You're we know you're there. AJ. Yeah, AJ and I just got back from uh, Casino Royale, home home of the one dollar blackjack and one cent video poker. Oh man. We had Probably about twenty-four beers each. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, for a penny video <laughs> poker. That... <laughs> it's because the waitress was bringing us two at a time, so. Oh yeah, you tip them a dollar there. It's like they bring you a twelve pack. That's the way to do it. That is the. You guys have all seen Vegas Vacation, right? Yeah. Yeah. Brian, you remember the when uh, Clark lost all his money? The casino cousin Eddie took him to. Oh, where they're doing like rock, paper, scissors and best out of 10 and pick a number or whatever. That's that's where we just got back from. We had to walk six miles each way to get there, but God damn it. We had some cheap beers. <laughs> yeah, that's worth it. All right. Just shed some light on this one. Lance started off with eight miles, then went to 10 miles, 11 miles. Now he just doubled it up to 12 miles. By the time this night is over, he's going to work 20 miles just to get to this casino. <laughs> in the snow, uphill, both ways. To Vegas and back. All right. All right. Y'all ready to jump into Cool of the Week? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, Jay. You're our, you're our guest. Me first. All right. Well, you know what? I haven't been watching a lot of new stuff lately, but um, Araceli's been getting me into like some really, you know, some really cool shows that are a little older. Some that have been canceled. So we just finished Secrets and Lies, which was what 
two seasons long, three seasons, two seasons, right? Um, that was actually pretty good. That's, you know, for prime time, you know, this has some really good acting and, and all that. It's like murder mystery. So it's mm-hmm. one of those ones where it revolves around like this one detective, right? Like first season was its own story. Then second season was its own story. Then it ends like in a cliffhanger, but they cancel it. So you, you don't oh, know what shit. the hell's going to happen. For season and and it's, it's done, huh? Oh, yeah. So the, the, so you'll never know. So the, the trip thing about it is was Juliet Lewis is that is the detective. You know, she always plays a weird part and she's weird in this shit, too. But the first season, it's like, it was like from the the person that she's after, from like kind of their point of view, she's kind of almost like a back character. Then the second season, she gets a little bit more in the front, so where you can see season three leading to where it's going to be probably mostly about her. But so they're kind of, kind of changing up who the who the lead actor is, huh? Well, yeah, because it's it's from who's ever um, under investigation. It's kind of like from their story, but she's intertwined. But she's right. a little bit further in. But it's, it was, I had a fantastic. I mean, we were, we stayed up. We were like, another one, another one. It was like, this was like one in the morning. Okay, just play one more episode. Just play one more episode. We were there like three or four in a row, right? Yeah. Binging so them through, huh? Yeah. Before yeah. you know it, you, you watch like five or six in a row, huh? Yeah. And you're like, I'm starting to nod off. All right, you know, we got to go to sleep because, you know, I got to get up in three hours and, <laughs> and go to work. So, no, it was fantastic. I loved it. Secrets and Lies. Secrets and Lies. What network was it on? Do you know? I think it was ABC. Oh, okay. I think it's on Hulu. You can go to Hulu, you can find it. Or we just went like soak the day or something. Uh, well, here I'll go real quick because mine sucks. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I, the only thing I can think of that I actually watched at all this week was uh, my wife and I got caught up on the Mass Singer, and uh, I, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Danny Trejo was on it. Spoiler alert which I probably should have said that in reverse order. Um, that guy is a fucking midget. I have, I had no idea how short he is. He's like fucking four feet tall, man. It's oh, ridiculous. Uh, right. Uh, and, you know, Caitlyn Jenner. So that was a hot mess. That was fun. <laughs> um, but, man, that's that. Aside from the movies that we watched this week, which – We'll get to that. Um, that. That's that's about all I watch, man. That's oh. it. Uh, ass singer. Yeah, and and tiny Danny Trejo. Jesus Christ. I no like before he took the mask off. I was like, I mean, I would say Danny DeVito, but he's like not bad enough. <laughs> <laughs> was he? Good or did he kind of suck? Oh no, he was awful. It was terrible. Awful. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Which. Wow. Which made it that much better. But, I mean, I, I had no idea that this guy was that tiny. He's just got a giant head. <laughs> Dude, I think that's the mask they're wearing, Phil. <laughs> no. Like, when he took the mask off, I was like, oh. I think it's It kind of cracked me up. Unfortunately, uh, Nez, we're missing Nez because uh, he kind of looks like him. <laughs> <laughs> but taller. That's my jump on, man. I, I don't get as man. He's got stuff going on, but he. I think he's going to pop in. I have faith. Cool, cool. All right. You want to go, Lance? Uh, yeah, I've just got one, man. I haven't had too much time this week. So you, if you want, I'll, I'll jump in, Brian. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, you guys heard of this? Uh, it's the weirdest movie that I've seen in a long time. It's called Happily with uh, Joel McHale. Oh. 
Nope. You guys heard of this? No, but I like Joel McHale. Oh, Joel McHale. I was thinking, uh, never mind. (laughs) The more I see him and stuff, the more I like him. Brian, have you you heard about this movie? I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it. It's it's a mindfuck. I don't want to give too much away because there's a lot of twists and turns in it, but... Uh. Long story short, it's just Joel McHale and his girlfriend, or, or they no, they're married, right? Like, it shows them at a party, and it's like they're coming up to meet each other, like, oh, do you want to go home with me? Do you want to hang out? You know, and then you find out they're playing, like, they're in public, and so they're kind of like, that's how they sort of role play as part uh, of their gotcha. marriage. So yeah, anyway, you come to find out they're these super happily married people, and all their friends are assholes, and just, like, miserable. Like, God damn it, how can you two be so happy? You've been you've been married fifteen years. How can you still have the you know, have that much romance and everything? And then the next thing you know, they you know, they get home, of course they have wild, passionate sex, and then uh somebody knock rings the doorbell and Stephen Root is there, uh, from Office Space, the <laughs> you know, the the uh, stapler guy from Office Space. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he, uh, he just comes up and he's wearing like a three-piece suit and they're like oh well we're on our way out to get to work and he's like oh no this will just take a minute i'm with the city i have to come inside they said can we pass on this he says no he said okay well it's a city official we got to talk to him long story short he comes in and he says there's something wrong with you guys there's like a glitch in the matrix you shouldn't be this happy and he gives them both am i saying too much aj all right, this is as far as I'm going to go. He, give, he gives them a, a, a uh, briefcase, and they open it up, and it has two syringes in it. This is as far as I'm going. And he says, you guys need to each take a, take a syringe. You're going to wake up. You're going to be miserable, just like every other married couple. In the morning, you'll be like everybody else. You'll never know any of this happened. And you'll, you'll actually be happier because you're unhappy. And then that's as far as I'm going to take it. it from huh. there, it goes absolutely nuts hmm. and then you find out everything's not as it seems even with yeah. their friends so oh, yeah I feel like i don't need to watch the movie now <laughs> 10 minutes <laughs> it's it's on the it's on the seas oh, okay. i don't know where it is i remember seeing the preview to it it did look interesting very interesting yes yeah kind of like um I don't know, like alternate dimension type thing, but ah, I got to be quiet. Everybody over here is telling me, shut up, shut up, shut up. But Brian, I'm sure you're going to, you're going to take the cake, the cake, man, with the best of the week, right? Uh, Not really. I only got two things. Uh, I got a not cool and a cool. Uh, My not cool is, um, you guys remember we uh, reviewed that trailer, Honeydew? Yes. The uh, Steven Spielberg's son's acting debut. I've heard good and bad. Well, I'm leaning more to the bad. Uh, I was bored to tears with this movie, and it's it's well made, and and the acting's not bad. It just about time the story started picking up. The movie was about to be over, and I really feel like if they would have just introduced the, the shocking elements at the end a little bit earlier, it would have balanced the movie out a lot better. But I I can't recommend this movie. Yeah. Mm. Uh, my, uh, my cool of the week is yeah. I checked out Nobody with Bob Odenkirk. Oh, oh yeah, I wanted to watch that. I want to see Bob Odenkirk kick ass some more. All right. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. 
And I, I loved his uh, father in it, Christopher Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd? <laughs> yeah, I want I wouldn't mind seeing a spinoff movie with just him kicking ass. How fucking old is he? He's got to be like 90-something, right? Oh, he looked it in this. <laughs> but uh, I thought it was super fun. Um, not as violent as I thought it was going to be, but the, the the action was pretty good. The, the fight choreography was pretty good. And um, the director... Has said um, you could put this in the John Wick universe, so Uh-oh. don't rule that out. All right, how cool would that be? <laughs> Bob Odenkirk joins Keanu Reeves. <laughs> wow! And that's that's all I got. I've been uh, just knocking these uh, other episodes out with Nez, so I didn't really watch a whole lot this week. Well, I got a. Pencil uh, upcoming cool for the week. I know Lancis mentioned he saw that movie in the movie theaters, right? Mm-hmm. So for California, it just opened up. So we already got tickets to go see Mortal Kombat next Saturday. Oh, nice. Mortal Kombat! Yeah, I, I know it's going to be on HBO Max and you can watch it, whatever, but right? it's going to be the first time in over a year that we're going to be in a movie theater. So that's, that's good. Right. It's movie shit. It's still gonna be cool to go to a movie theater, you know. That's gonna be the cool part. That the trailer looked pretty good. The trailer special does look effects good. are awesome. Yeah, yeah, it does look good. It it's look fun. Good. I I totally missed the movie theater experience, and uh, yeah. I don't know if you heard, but like I, I went with the family uh, a couple weeks ago and saw some kid movie or whatever. But uh, man, it was just <laughs> it was fun to be back in the theater. It was fun. Now, are, are they spreading you guys out, or or is it just back to normal? Uh, I mean, it's mostly back to normal in Texas. <laughs> I, it's, I think for us... They kind of spread us out-ish. So for, for us, I mean, I got on like right when that website came up. Right. So there had been 20 spots available in the entire movie theater to purchase. That, since for that, that's all they were going to let it. you buy. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. So for there's going to be, what, seven of us. So three of us get to sit together, then... Oh, sets wow. of two have oh, to be yeah, seven, yeah. split up. You can't even put the whole group together. Nope, because they have seats blocked because you got to purchase the seats in advance. So, and they're like, these are available and these are already sold. And I was like, there's like two that were sold and there was only a few to see. I'm like, kind of like, yeah, there's only, they're only going to do 20 seats for the entire movie theater. Strange. So, I mean, wow. I don't know. If, I hope they take that into account. Like, this movie didn't make that much. Well, no shit. Yeah. You're not allowing anybody right. to see. Yeah, well, I heard that uh, Godzilla vs. Kong did really well. Like, it's killing it right now. Yeah. yeah. Well, what other movie would you go see in the theater right now? You can probably catch Wonder Woman 84 still. Uh, all right. But which movie would you really want to go see in the theater? Like, Because I would totally go watch Godzilla vs. Kong again, but in the theater right. this time. That sounds fun. You need to. You guys need to check you know, it out in 3D. Honestly, at this oh. point. Movie theater in a year, I'd go right. steal, steal Magnolias or something stupid shit just to go to a movie theater. <laughs> hey, I like that movie. The Dane and Heroin Story. There it is. Ain't that all the movies he's ever done? I think so. All right, you got any headlines for us? Uh, I got a couple. Uh, I'm going to start with TV. Um, Christine Elise McCarthy, who played uh, Kyle in Child's Play 2, is officially joining the Chucky series. Along with a uh, friend of the show, Alex Vincent. Oh, the <laughs> friend of the show. <laughs> sure, well, buddy, isn't it? We did not purchase his autograph, Brian, so he's not a friend of the show. That's right. He would gladly be a friend of the show if we had paid him. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we wanted a soundbite, and he wanted to sell an autograph. What are you talking yeah. about? I'm here because Lance is feeding me all this alcohol. <laughs> all right, let's see. Not a lot of news. Not a lot of news. Oh, I got a news thing. What's uh, up? I hear through the grapevine that they're going to start a Wolverine anthology series. What? Really? Yeah. So, huh. like, you know, one season will be one moment in time, and oh. then the next season will be a totally different Here? moment in time. Hmm. I That's mean, cool. probably not for another few years. Yeah. I, they haven't even cast Wolverine yet, but it makes one me excited. At least they're talking about it now. X, you think? Or? Yeah, I mean... So they're gonna do like—is that gonna be like on Disney or something? Uh, yeah, I think that's the that's the plan. I think they own the right, right? You know what? You know another show that we're enjoying, Young Rock, right? Oh, that—that's a great uh, show. Is it? He's like like ten years old, then he's like fifteen years old, and then he's like what twenty years old. So it's yeah, gonna be like that they're gonna like you know show ten-year-old Wolverine. <laughs> yeah, the 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 <laughs> stuff. I mean, that, that's an origin story. That's yeah. Right? The yeah. stuff with him in, in college was interesting. Like, when he yeah. got hurt his freshman year. And, like, when he was, like, the star freshman, like, he had, like, Luke and all these other people, like, you know, getting him into the club, Michael Irvin and oh, yeah. people like that. But then as soon as he got hurt, like, they didn't even know his name anymore. Oh, shit, right? Uh, we don't know uh, Yeah, I don't know if there's any... Uh, Sci-Fi's redoing the... Slumber Party Massacre, which sounds horrible. Yeah. Uh, well. Sci-fi means no boobs, so. <laughs> there better at least be some oh. goddamn sharks. I've, and, definitely, I've seen plenty of boobs today walking down the strip in Vegas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> A bit. Uh, Jacob Tremblay joins the cast of Macon Blair's uh, The Toxic Avenger remake. Oh, that sounds yeah promising and it is from the same studio that did godzilla versus kong huh well they got the money then yeah well, I'm, hopefully the story's better but uh, as long <laughs> as they got the visuals <laughs> anything making blair's involved in i'm i'm interested and i think that's it is that the news yeah everything else is just rehashing old stuff Jay, you ready for the trailer park? Let's head down just to the trailer park. Just don't play any music before. <laughs> Take a look at the big, the small, and sometimes the very, very weird. And then the shit we couldn't figure out what it was about. Yeah. Brian? All right. First one, uh, first and only one is The Gin. This is from IFC Midnight. Synopsis goes, a mute boy is trapped in his apartment with a sinister monster when he makes a wish to fulfill his heart's greatest desire. And this stars Ezra Dewey and Rob Brown. Huh? I'm glad you explained it, because I sure couldn't tell from the trailer. <laughs> you know what? That, that, that explains it perfectly, because when we were watching the trailer, we couldn't figure it out. I was like, uh, I think the name of this movie is... Uh, my ghost bath, my bathroom ghost. <laughs> uh, this, is, this is directed by David Charbonnet and Justin Powell. 
also wrote and direct this. Well, now that we know what the trailer is about or the movie, what did you guys think? Um, it looks interesting. I'd give it a shot. I mean, was that last? Uh, what was that last movie about the zombies where that guy was stuck like in his apartment? Um, uh, hashtag alive. Yes, yes, yes. Kind of remind me of that one. Okay. I mean, just because the the, the whole scene of where the guy was just kind of, you know, everything was happening. He was stuck in that one spot. It looked mm. like from the trailer, yeah, it just looked like the guy, the kid, was in his bathroom the entire time, or you know, maybe sometimes in his bedroom. Lance. Lance is pissing. If you can well. hear that. <laughs> All right, we'll throw it over to Philip. Beers. Uh, yeah, no, I I think it looks interesting. Um, I I think I've seen this one before, and uh, it it looks cool. I'm surprised they haven't tackled this subject before the the evil genie. Yeah, there, there seems like a lot of mythology behind it. I yeah, would like to I don't I don't think we're gonna get that in this movie, but. I know that's that's probably the bad part. I, I like I think they really need to go into the mythology of it because, yeah, the djinn is like a, you know, old school mythical creature, mm-hmm. and uh, they just turned it into a genie for you know Aladdin or what the fuck ever. Miguel, right? <laughs> Lance, you back? You back from the bathroom? Dude, Brian, we had Wishmaster, we had Wish Upon. I mean, there's there's been a whole no no, a- no 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 no. Let's get rid of Wish Upon. <laughs> that uh, wasn't a genie. Was, that was a a box. A box. Ah, the divot box. Don't yes. forget that. What did you think, Lance? Negan, the movie Negan was in, and he played Negan, didn't he, Brian? He plays he plays Negan in everything. Yeah, right? yeah, pretty much. Oh man, I was I couldn't figure out what this movie was about, guys. It was like is a haunted bathroom or something. When he run, run out of toilet paper, do they have like a, a fucking coronavirus uh, <laughs> thing going on or what? Where everybody's buying up the well, the see, toilet paper or what? The, the the gin is the embodiment of the coronavirus. So when you there you go. Paper, then he gets you. Ouch. <laughs> All right, I get it. Now it's scary. Now I'm ready to go to the theater to see it. Buy a bidet, guys. It's amazing. <laughs> I kind of feel like this will be a perfect, this will be another like introductory movie for your kids. I think this is not anything that's going to be too scary. Right. Um, the only down part is, like I said, I don't think there's going to, we're going to get any explanation about the gin or anything. It's just yep. going to kind of be there. Kind of like so, thing, you know, when he gets it. It's his yeah. rug. <laughs> or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are we breaking Lance early? Already. <laughs> we haven't got to the movie yet. I'm not even drunk. Killing me, dude. He gets his lamp. So is it going to be Will Smith or Robert Williams? <laughs> We are like 20 minutes in and we've already broken Lance. Yeah, yeah. It may have something to do with those gummies that I found on this trip in that shop. It was either the gummies, the 30 beers, or the 27 miles walking. (laughs) All right. The gin comes out May 14th on BOD. Goes goes well with tonic. What, the gin or the gummies? (laughs) All right. Listen to feedback. 
<laughs> Listener feedback. I couldn't have been a twist. <laughs> All right. Uh, this week we shine the podcast spotlight on homos on Haunted Hill. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I shouldn't be saying that. Uh, join queer host Kevin and Chris for weekly That's film dope. discussions. <laughs> Celebrating Outcasts and Underdogs. New episode aired Tuesdays. Uh, this week, the show is covering Gothica. Uh, Kevin and Chris continue Girls with Ghosts Month as the Halle Berry-fronted mindfuck Gothica in 2003. Uh, the most talk, uh, Dr. Miranda Gray's No, uh, wait, what? All right. no, no Good, good Very, very bad, bad Day. day. Yeah. <laughs> An unhygienic mental hospital, a post-rehab Robert Downey Jr., uh, gaslighting and spontaneous combustion 101. Downey Jr. Uh, invasive camera work, an unhelpful ghost girl, uh, red herring tattoos, a possessed car, and more. Uh, bonus topics include favorite horror performances by black, actor, uh, black actors and actresses. Uh, Halle Berry versus Sharon Stone in Catwoman. Ugh. Oh, God. <laughs> and a pitch for <laughs> Loretta Devine uh, driven urban legend Netflix series. Is that a thing? Because I kind of want it to be a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Uh, and uh, we want to extend a very, very, very special shout out to our longtime patron, Jeff Larimore. Uh, Jeff, you know what you did, and it means the world to us. Keep listening, buddy. And one day, you will get your commentary. If you call <laughs> show us. One day. Not today. <laughs> um, regarding the House of Wax remake, uh, Kevin Ness says, uh, I just got the first go-around on Blu-ray. Wow. Uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Not even the Vincent Price good version right talking about the one that had harris hilton or whatever harris hilton house of wax it was kind of fun watching her die though yeah and you know what it's not an awful movie i mean no. it's not good either but <laughs> it's worth it um steve steve merlot says uh thanks for sharing hi everybody it's me push, pushing the sawyer massacre indiegogo once again uh help us get a closer to our goal uh back it share it and do anything you can to get people knowing about our awesome texas chainsaw massacre fan film uh getting to film this in texas will be the ultimate reward between two campaigns now we have over 200 backers and i think that's awesome i have never felt so appreciated for anything i've ever done even in music uh, this film is truly, uh, truly will have an impact, even though it's a fan film, and I want you all to be a part of horror history. So thank you to everyone that has supported us so far. Let's keep it going and hit that 50% mark. Uh, so yeah, go check out Indiegogo and uh, check out the Sawyer Massacre, because could be building some history here. That'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, regarding the new movie Held... Uh, Mikhail Held 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 In all caps Uh, Mikhail Carlson says uh, Enjoy the original uh, Soundtrack album from Held Composed by Richard Breakspear uh, Here And go to our Facebook group For the Spotify link 
Thank you. Yeah. We'll check that out. Uh, Kate Pollock um, from Eternal Darkness of the Not So Spotless. Oh, uh, yeah. Eternal Darkness of the Not So Spotless Minds podcast is finally on Apple Podcast and Google Podcast. About time. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, she says, uh, we're aware it's only episode two. Uh, we're not sure why, but we're looking into it. Uh, both episodes are available via Spotify and Anchor. Uh, link below. Well, not here, but go to our Facebook group. <laughs> you get the idea, right? Yeah. Thank you for your patience. <laughs> uh, and we're probably missing a lot of feedback this week since Lance ran out, ran out of time pulling from our groups. But please keep it coming. Oh, we do have uh, some new feedback. Um, I can't tell who it's from, uh, but we got a a Podbean thing. It says, new listener, love the show. So let us know who you are, man. I appreciate it. It was me. (laughs) Thank you. God damn it. (laughs) Look our iTunes review, and you'll probably win like three Blu-rays. Probably send all three of them at once. Unless, do we have any new ones, Brian? Um, uh, I think we only've had one so far, so oh. I don't know. All right. All right. Well, uh, that's it for listener feedback. Um, show intro, of course, comes from Steve Carlton from the League of Geeks. Um, our artwork is from Natsulani. Uh, and if you'd like to help us out, please be, uh, consider becoming a Patreon patron. Uh, we'll let you pick the movies for a future show at any amount, and for $5 or more a month, also pick a commentary for a future bonus show. Uh, and if you have the chance, please give us a five-star, not if you have the chance, just fucking do it. A five-star <laughs> Apple Podcast review, we need it, please. <laughs> you may win a steelbook copy of The Shining or Psycho Gorman. Yep, or hey. Monster Hunter. Or Monster Hunter. We got new shit coming along. Uh, if your name is selected, your name's selected first, you get first pick out of the three. There you go. Pick one. We're going to give them all away. Uh, and now it is time for our featured attractions, which is not quite as intense without music, but you get the idea. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead, man. Just take a chance. Take a chance, man. Just. Brian, mix something in there, man. See what. <laughs> uh, this week we check out the brand new Jacob's Wife, as well as another vampire flick, Byzantium. Good pairing, I gotta say. Uh, we'll start with Byzantium. Uh, is that how you say that? Byzantium. Sure. Okay. That's. We'll go with that. Because yeah. I don't think the word comes up at all in the movie, does it? No, it did. Yes, you, you, you just see it on the hotel. Yeah, what kind of shit is that? Well, but also the uh, the guy at the end that kind of like shall we say loses his head. <laughs> Remember, he, he that sword, that ancient sword. He said, "I got this from the Byzantium Empire." Oh, okay. Uh, I missed that. Me too. That makes more sense. Look at you, Lance. <laughs> part of the movie. Oh wow. Uh, residents of a coastal town learn with deathly consequences uh, the secret shared by the two mysterious women who have sought shelter at a local resort Uh, director is Neil Jordan also known for Company of Wolves and Interview with the Vampire 
Uh, writer is Moira Buffini, uh, based on her play. Does that does that remind you of Shit's Creek, AJ? Moira, Moira. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the Ancient Shine, where vampires are made, was filmed on Skellig Michael off the Irish coast. Uh, this is the same location used for Luke's refuge in Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens, and Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. That makes sense. I knew it looked familiar. Um, they don't mean anything to me. Yeah. Uh, that's, more, that's more fair. Star- <laughs> uh. Eleanor kills her victims uh, drinking their blood after making them a cut. What? what? After make a make them um, this fucking sentence doesn't make any sense. She cuts the wrist with a sharp nail in the same way that Lestat kills some of his victims in Interview with the Vampire, the Vampire Chronicles. Who wrote that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I have enough trouble just fucking reading. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, all right. So what did you guys think about Byzantium? Uh, Jay, you want to take it first? Well, uh, well, I had to watch this twice. <laughs> Once, uh, I started like real late, right? And I got about halfway through it and kind of crashed. So it's kind of a long movie. It is. Yeah. It's, it's very long. Low burn. Slow. Yeah. Very slow burn. So, I mean, it's, and then <laughs> the rest of the way, we watched it as driving here to Vegas from California. <laughs> uh, you mean you were driving out in the desert watching yeah. Byzantium? Yes. <laughs> literally. Literally. <laughs> that literally happened, yes. So, you know, it's it was a slow burn. It was it was all right. Is I is I give it an eight on ten. Is that still a scalable measurement? I don't know. We'll yeah. we'll take it. <laughs> who's uh, who's the girl in this movie? What's her name? Which one? The uh, the one from Hannah. Oh, Gemma. Uh, Sorsha Ronan. Yeah, she's cool. I like her. Very cool. Yes, that was the daughter slash little sister, right? Yeah. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lance, have you seen this one? Yeah, I mean, we had seen the movie before. It's been several years yeah. since we. And I kind of did the same thing. I, I fell asleep, too. I actually made it to the end of the movie, but it was kind of late at night. Mm-hmm. And um, watching it, like watching the last 40 minutes again the next day. But, I mean, Neil Jordan, I mean, is like probably the perfect director for a movie like this. Yeah. I kind of would almost visualize this in, as being in the Interview of the Vampire universe. Yeah. Because it's so similar as far as the historical references and the costumes and the throwbacks and the way the story's set up but it's it's almost like um i don't know i can almost see this story being written by Anne rice mm-hmm. who wrote all the tales of the vampire and the way it's told through you know through anna and all that now the one thing that i, I didn't truly understand is they had to go to a specific place to become that was very strange yeah yeah, that. yeah that's like something that's never been part of but then again yep. the uh the, the the weird kid, ah man, what's his name? The one that was in David Cronenberg's uh, son's movie, Brian. What's this uh, character's name? I think he played Banshee in the X Men movies. Oh, isn't his, isn't his oh. name Weird Kid in real life? The I young think, guy, yeah. No, but then he was asked. Remember, he was questioned. Uh, Caleb Landry Jones. Caleb Landry Jones. That's it. He was asking her, 
um, why are you able to go out in, in daylight? You mm -hmm. know, why this, why that? Like, I guess they were just, a lot of this was changing up what you expect from like yeah, but but i like they kept some of the other stuff like um how they never went into anybody's house and, until they was invited oh i love that right. you had to invite them in right yeah i, yeah. I kind of like when you, you go against the tropes against you know you know the sunlight's gonna burn them and they're the undead you sure know, like you change it up you kind of make them more not almost human but you know almost indistinguishable between a human and and them and the mm -hmm. fact that you never saw like the things come out and they Straight up went for the neck. It was the, the fingernail. Just the fingernail that. growing, yes, right? Yes, I, I really like that. That part I did like. I like yeah, that. that was a little I different. Like, I like the difference in that. I, I definitely liked the way they set the two characters up because, like, the mother was super, super aggressive with the way she took her things and mm. the way she kind of protected the daughter. But yet they were kind of like the same exact age because they were caught in time being the same age because I guess she turned or the daughter got turned. She didn't want to turn her, but she had to because she got sick and she was going to die anyway. Because well, the, the guy raped her. Well, the, you talking about the daughter or the mom? Yeah, the, the daughter. I don't think the mom meant to turn the daughter. What do you guys think? I don't think that was ever her intention. No, I think she never intended to turn her. But since that one guy that raped her to purposely give her whatever he had, yeah, right. I think that was that was the only way she can save her. Yeah, keep her alive. What do you think, AJ? You don't want to chime in? <laughs> well, one, one thing about Neil Jordan, I mean, the get the dude can direct. I mean, every movie that it is is beautifully shot, and the characters, the way the characters interact, is very human. Um, but yeah, a, a, a bit slow, a bit more slow burn than I would have liked. Mm -hmm, you know, yeah. I, I'll definitely say that I would have um, would probably appreciated it if there had been a little bit more action early on. But I do like the movies that take place in these little. Um, you know, kind of shoddy British seaside towns, yeah. like for example, yeah. Saint Maud, Brian. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I think it was probably filmed in the same same little town, wasn't it? I think so. It it looked very similar with the little trashy arcades and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's somebody who's sort of a shadow dweller like that can kind of hide. Mm -hmm. Like you have like the carnival there, the gypsies that pass through and you don't really pay attention to who's doing what and it's hard to trace anyone what they're doing. I, th I, I like the way that that kind of tied into the story yeah i'll lot, take that a lot of junkies <laughs> in these little british seaside towns now, are, are we spoiling the movie are we gonna yeah. spoil it? yeah we can spoil it so so what's your guys' take on why why did why the guy made that decision at the end when he cut off the when he was supposed to cut off her head and he, he, he yeah he ended up saying yeah but why I kind of felt like because her whole thing was um, using that power against people that were doing bad yeah yeah and kind of being her own person you know and I think for years he was doing whatever the brotherhood said and he kind of admired her lifestyle and what she was doing and wanted to live that way. Right. That's okay. how I took it. Yeah. I like it. You, do you think he, he felt some kind of responsibility for the way her life ended up? You know, because remember, he came across her first, right? Yeah, but... Kind of right. did what he wanted to, and he looked like, he was like, shit, I should have spoke, spoke up or said something. Right. Right? So does he have some responsibility to her and her I, only? I don't know, because uh, 
originally she wasn't the one that was supposed to go to the cave. It was that guy, but she ended up stealing the map. So, right. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And he never spoke up for her when the the Brotherhood was meeting with them because they they've never had a woman in the Brotherhood. So, and he I mean, was he not speaking up did. for her. He like he 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 sort of stuck up for the uh, the mom uh, when she was first turned, even though. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and the flashback. I I think he was just trying to do the right thing. He was a good guy. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. And then he realized that's what, like you said, that's what she was trying to do. Was I mean, is this almost a superhero story? I mean, is it? I mean, think about it. What, what you said, be, you know, right? Protect the weak, you know, and fight the right the corrupt, powerful. I mean, it's kind of like kind Blade. Of, it's yeah, yeah. I mean, it's very. Uh, <laughs> Except he was actually hunting vampires. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, very uh, uh, vigilante like. Yeah. Well, and then, but like I get with, I get the mom. She was a little unhinged, but yeah. like a little. Yeah. But the, yeah. I mean, but, but the, but the daughter, I mean, dude, she didn't even know about the brotherhood. You know what I mean? And like none of that shit was her fault. She learned yeah. it at the end, Absolutely, right? Yeah. 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 She had never even seen another vampire before. Yeah. She didn't even know they existed. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's true, because the mother hid it from her. But it, it's kind of crazy the way the mother was, where she was just like, she would use kind of her sexuality mm-hmm. to get ahead or to do whatever had to be done, mm-hmm. especially to protect the children, which is, I guess, what a lot of women have to do, right? Mm-hmm. Or throughout hi- the history of... Did man- she have to do all that stuff? She was fucking immoral. Well, she was just, uh, that's, you know, that's what she knew, and that's the excuse right. that she yeah. used to do it. That's a good point. That's good what point. The, the captain, well, I guess, was the guy's name. That's what he turned right. her into, basically, right? Yeah. Yeah. Very, very interesting movie. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like the way it was written. I like, I liked some of the uh, photography when, like, they went out and changed, and it would show mm-hmm. the waterfalls turn into blood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Neil Jordan's fingerprints are all over this <laughs> one for sure. <laughs> Brian, yeah. any, any thoughts? Uh. Just to add on to everything I said, um, I pretty I enjoyed it for the most part. It is a definite slow burn, yeah. So be prepared. But I thought visually it looked great. Lance, you just brought up the the waterfalls of blood. I thought that was a great visual. That was cool. Um, I like Jay, like you said. They they changed some aspects, but they also kept some other aspects to it, which yep. is always a fresh take. And uh, Gemma Artington and Sorsha Ronan. I thought they did phenomenal in this movie. I, I really like Social Ronan's character because um, just all the little things, you know, she was not supposed to tell their story, but she was always dropping little little things. Yeah. Like about yeah. how like how she was playing the piano and the, the one guy, Frank, was like, how did you get so good? And she was like, well, I've been practicing for 200 years. Yeah. yeah just little stuff that, like that. Kind of a leap, right? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like it's kind of the same character that she plays in every movie that she's in. Uh, yeah. Which like, is not nec- not necessarily a bad thing. Power or superhuman powers, kind of, and like the hero. Well, just the uh, like, very theatrical, you know. Right. Yeah, that, that thing. Uh, but uh, you know what? I really fucking like this movie, man. It was definitely yeah. very slow, and I, I've I've watched it before, and I didn't realize that I had watched it before until like thirty, forty five minutes into it, and I was like, 
man, all of this shit looks really familiar. <laughs> yeah, and it's a it's a very grounded vampire yeah. film. Like they weren't flying and changing into bats or turning yeah. into mist. It was just kind of like very they realistic. Were, it, they were immortal and they just fed on blood. Yeah, and uh, but and and it it took until they really got into the story where I was like, oh, I remember now. Right. Um, but I, I think it was done really well. It was, uh, yeah, maybe a little slower than I would have liked, but it sort of worked with the movie. It was a very chill kind of tone for the whole thing. And, uh, it was just a really, like, I feel like this would have made a really great book and this would have been a good translation. Yeah. So I think, I think someone's joined us. That's what I was thinking, man. Hey, Ned's yo, there. what's up? Yeah, I'm what know up, it. man? I'm good. Um, this movie was good. I I loved it. I had seen it a while ago. Shout out to um the Padded Room podcast. Uh, we did it on there. Um, I love Sorcerer Rona. She's been to me. She's been good in just about everything I've seen her in. Yeah. Uh. Caleb Landry Jones, I can't stand that kid. But um, <laughs> Too I, mean, I like I well, liked they, him in this movie, but I just no, nah, I don't, I didn't like him. <laughs> they made him a sick kid, which makes sense because he kind of looks that way. Like they could have put they could have put Dane DeHaan in there, and they'd have been fine. Oh, Dane DeHaan. Uh, I don't know with Dane DeHaan and the slow burn. It might have took me out. <laughs> and. Is this a horror movie? No, no. But it was a it was a good dramatic uh, vampire story. I mean, interesting. Yeah. How many how many more super duper violent ones do we need? I mean, they uh, vampire stories have changed throughout time. Uh, first, it was just the the ones with the capes flying around, turning into bats, and then next thing you know, they they're glittering. And then they're hanging out Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk, and then you put guns oh, in their hands. Uh, you put guns in their hands, and now this was just like a heartwarming drama type of thing. But let's add some vampire right. story to it. So, I mean, I really thought it was a really good movie. I enjoyed this film. Yeah, me too. Cool. All right. Uh, scores? Jay, what do you think? You know what? I'm going to go ahead and give it a 7 out of 10. Not bad. Okay. No, it's not. Maybe give it like one more viewing where I can sit down and, you know, watch it all the way through. Yeah. Yeah. Not worry about, you know, Hey, is this cop going to pull me over? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Or am I going to hit this truck? by paying attention to the road, but yeah, I'd like to give it a one view, but I do. The, the, what everybody spoke about just the difference of how it was a different vampire story that that was Mm -hmm. the best part of the movie for me. Yeah. Pretty original, right? Yeah. All right. Uh, Lance, what do you think? I'll go. I'll go seven and a half. Uh, Neil Jordan's direction. I mean, he's good in anything that he directs, and I think these two actresses kind of stole the show. I just wish it hadn't been quite as, you know, slow and plotting as yeah. it was. I kind of wish they'd gotten to a little more action sooner. But it wasn't that kind of movie. But uh, yeah. seven and a half, I think, is a, a decent score. Oh yeah. For a yeah. Movie. Yeah, and you know, once they get into it, it gets kind of rolling. It just takes it a while to start moving the fucking ball along, you know. Uh, Brian, what do you think? I give it seven decapitations. <laughs> <out of 10. laughs> right. 
Byzantine sword. <laughs> uh, you know, I think I'm gonna go seven and a half too. I almost, I almost want to go eight, dude. This is a, this is a really cool middle of the night. Nobody else is fucking awake, and you're watching a movie by yourself. Just a slow burn, cool, interesting thing. I liked it. Uh, Kevin, I'll give, it, I'll go up. Uh, I'll give it an eight. I'll give it eight and a half. I, mean, I really did <laughs> nice. enjoy it. Hella good, huh? Uh, not not quite, but it it was. I mean, it was really good. I I wasn't expecting much, uh, from this. I mean, because the first movie I'd seen this little gal in was Hannah, and that was only like, yes, what, one movie ago before that. Fucking so, incredible movie. She was also in uh, the Lovely Bones, which was not as good. I haven't seen that one. <laughs> yeah. uh, you're not missing that anything. Was, okay. Yes. Trying to figure that out a while back. Was Kevin Spacey the killer in that one? I don't remember. Oh, I think he was. Oh, he does play a good creep guy. But he's super creepy, remember? <laughs> Spoiler alert. I just yeah. said I didn't see it. Detective <laughs> <laughs> in that or <laughs> the, the, the tertiary character? I don't know. All right. Well, we're going to – hey, uh, before you guys get on to the next movie, Jay and I are going are, are gonna to head down to the casino. Actually, the women need something to, to eat. Oh, so, all right. Well, yeah, because you guys haven't checked out the new one yet. Yeah. Yep. Which one? All right. Which? Where are you guys staying? We're at the Delano, which is part of Mandalay Bay. I don't even know where that is. Yeah. Oh, we're down on the far end of the. Dude, the reason we're staying here is the rooms were almost free. <laughs> Plus, they've got a they've they've got a really nice swimming pool complex. We got a we got a cabana for Wednesday. And they've got a they've got a lazy river, a wave pool, a beach, mm-hmm. and then two or three other pools. They have a topless pool. We're trying to talk the wives into going there, guys. But is there a cabana boy? <laughs> ah, are you in AJ? Oh yeah. Where, where are you masking the pool? Now you're talking, Billy. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> All right, we're out of here, guys. All right, later. Yeah, yeah fuck the Raiders. Clothing in that Las Vegas. You got it, brother. All right. <laughs> Bye-bye. All right. Bye. Later, guys. Well, thanks, Nez, for joining us and helping us out because uh, now we're down to three. <laughs> what was the next movie? Jacob's, Jacob's Wife. Jacob's Wife. Have you seen that one? Is that new? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I haven't seen it. Son of a bitch. Did That's you guys watch it? Well, I know Brian did, but. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I did. <laughs> okay. And I'm interested to hear what Brian thinks about it, so I'm going to let you go first. But let's read the uh, synopsis here. Uh, Anne, married to a small-town minister, feels her life has been shrinking over the past 30 years. Encountering the master brings her a new sense of power and an appetite to live bolder. Uh, However, the change comes with a heavy body count. Uh, Director is Travis Stevens, also known for Girl on the Third Floor. Anybody seen that? Yeah, it's pretty good. Okay. And uh, writers are Kathy Charles, Mark Steensland, and Travis Stevens. Uh, In addition to playing the titular character, uh, Barbara Crampton is also one of the film's producers, having spent years shepherding the script uh, to the screen. Uh, She said, I read it and I was immediately captivated. I hooked up with Bob Portal um, at Alliance Media Partners, and it took many years for us to develop the project and put it together. 
the film had its world premiere on the SXSW Film Festival on March 17th, 2021. So, brand spanking fucking new. Brian, what did you think about this one, man? Um, I I enjoyed it. It it was uh this was another I would say different take on the vampire Very genre. Much. Um, I love Barbara Crampton, everything she's in. Of course. Um, I like the I like the story about how she's kind of meek and kind of doesn't really get a, you know her attention. Nobody really listens to her. And then yeah, she's, she's got hit this midlife crisis. Yeah, and then you got the the husband who's a uh, a preacher, which they allude to. He's kind of maybe he's doing a little things with the women of the congreg- congregation, you know, on the side. They, they never show it, but they kind of allude to it. Really, I didn't get that. Yeah, because it's not really a spoiler. Because um, you get that scene when uh, the 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 girl in the church, she's talking about her sick mother. Uh-huh. And he said he'll stop by her house to make a house call, and then she kind of Barbara Crampton kind of looks at him like, uh, "No, uh-huh. kind of give like that. I don't think you should do that." And okay. uh, um, I like the I like what they did with the master because yes, it was very different uh, as far as his appearance and some of his powers were kind of. It, uh, I don't. I'm trying to dance around this. Right. Yeah. You can't get too far into it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I liked everything about the master. I liked his powers, the way he seduces women and controls them. Um, I thought very, everybody did very fine. Nosferatu. Yes, definitely. Style vampire. Um, and uh, the story, the story went, it went by pretty smoothly. This, this was not like the other one. It, it's definitely not a slow burn. It, it moves yeah. at a good pace. And the when there's blood, a... go ahead. The master was a guy. Yeah. Played by Bonnie Aarons. I... <laughs> it looked like a dude to me. The nun. So. Yeah. That's who. She... That's who played the master. Uh, looked like a dude to me. I don't know. Could have been. <laughs> we'll, we'll, I might have misinterpreted. We'll figure that out. It goes into spoilers. And when there's blood, there is blood in this movie. Yes. I was CM Punk. Um, <laughs> if if you're watching this movie for CM Punk, then you're going to be disappointed. Which one was CM Punk? Oh, he was, he was, he was the, the deputy. Oh, he was the deputy. Yeah. Very. He looks very not like CM Punk in this. Huh. They made him very. I can't even uh, fucking remember guy. him in this movie. Exactly. So yeah. if you, which is, which is odd because he's the the director's other movie, The Girl on the Third Floor. He's the star of the movie. Oh. So when you hear he's bringing him back, because you know how directors like to work with people uh, a bunch of times, you yeah. would think he's in a bigger part, but no, he's a. Uh, it's barely in the movie, and he doesn't really do much, and you kind of don't really recognize him. Dude, I didn't even click. I don't even <laughs> really know who that character is. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you think? Uh, uh, but you know what? I, the, the movie was, was good. I think it was a little disjointed. Like, it kind of started out as one thing, and then 
turned sort of silly at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I couldn't. It's it's hard to tell if it was trying to be serious or a comedy or serious in the beginning and then a comedy at the end. I, that kind of thing, you know. I got you. Yeah, and so it, it was it like because. You know, towards the end of it, it sort of turns into a uh, 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 Santa Clarita diet sort of mm. setup. <laughs> yeah, I could, you know, with the with the bodies and stuff. Yeah, but in the beginning, it's a little more serious. So I didn't really know what to make of it, except that it was different, and I did kind of enjoy it. It was it was definitely not a bad movie. So, take that for what you will. <laughs> Barbara Crampton was great. Um, and, of course, she shows her boobs. Yes, she does. And still <laughs> looks hot. <laughs> yes, she does. Uh, <laughs> what, was, uh, what was your score on this one? Um, I'll give it a seven. I'll give this one a seven also. Uh, obviously, for different reasons than Byzantium. Um, right. Again, a big fan fan of Barbara Crampton. Nez blew my mind by telling me the master is uh, Bonnie Aarons, who was the nun. Oh, uh, we're gonna get to that. Yeah, I didn't yeah. realize it was the nun, but yeah, Larry Fessenden. We're definitely gonna get to that. I enjoy that guy every time he's in a movie because he's done a lot of stuff. He played the preacher. Oh yeah, yeah, he was really good. I li- I liked him. Uh, him and Barbara Crampton, they had a pretty cool thing going. Yeah, and uh, CM Punk, I enjoyed him in the director's previous film, so I kind of felt like maybe he should have been in this more. But, I mean, what is the deputy going to do? I mean, Yeah, this is sort of like when Hulk Hogan showed up in Rocky. Yeah. He was there for a couple of minutes. Thunderlips in the flesh. Thunderlips in the flesh, baby. <laughs> But yeah, um, I enjoyed the 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 look of the master, his powers, what he was trying to do, what he was trying to convince her, what she can do, and um, some of the the makeup effects were pretty good. And like I said, there's when there's blood, there's a fucking lot of blood. Yes. All right. Uh, I'm gonna give it. Did I already give it a score? No. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna follow you because I didn't have a score in my head until you said seven and I went oh that sounds about right so seven it is nice. <laughs> spoiler yeah that's why you go first um, spoiler alert this is a motherfucking spoiler alert you've been fucking warned this is a motherfucking spoiler alert you've been fucking warned this is a motherfucking spoiler alert. You've been fucking warned. Uh, okay, so yeah. The uh, the master, I think, starts out where it looks like it's going to be a guy. And I think both of these movies had a, a kind of a, a, a girl power sort of thing to it. Fighting to get into the boys club sort of thing. Yeah. Um, turns out the master is a, is a female. Uh, which you don't really realize, even though you don't even re- like. It's hard to tell even at the end. But yeah, I felt like at the end it was it was definitely a woman, um, especially with that little speech that she gives Barbara Crampton, mm. where which gives the movie the name. She's like, you know, you can 
have anything that you've ever wanted, or you can just be Jacob's wife. You know? Jacob's wife. Yeah. Yeah. I I see it now. Um, And like I said, when there's blood, man, I mean, they don't just, they damn near tear your head off to, to get to that blood to drink it. Yeah. Well, some, 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 somebody got their head completely torn off. So I feel like it was like a, a, a female vampire coalition because there was no, like they killed all the guys. Yeah, I could see that because, uh, that one guy didn't. Did he come back? The the teenagers that were at the the the, the nest. Uh, no, I'm pretty sure the dude died for sure. <laughs> I thought he came back when she took him home. Who took him home? Uh, Barbara Crampton. The teenager. Yeah, the the guy. And that's when uh, her husband walked in and. She, she was like oh. licking the blood up off the floor, and then yeah. she was like, "I did. It's not my fault." And he was like, "Of course, it's your fault." Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, the wrong guy. Yeah, no, he came back, uh, half headless, mind you. Mm. Um, but uh, no, I thought you were talking about the guys in the uh, in the warehouse, like the the two punk kids. Oh no, 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 not that. Yeah, that dude got definitely killed. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, I, and I thought that was a really funny scene. Um, it's it's all kind of like none of it's really funny, haha. It's all kind of dry humor, mm-hmm. like a fucking clown. Um, and but the guy getting up with the sheet over him and his head is like flipped over the end of his body because she basically took it off when she was drinking his blood. And he stands back up and starts like kind of <laughs> walking around in the sheets and bumping into things. I thought that was pretty fucking funny. <laughs> while the while the uh, sheriff is there, and uh, her preacher buddy is trying to cover for it. And, oh no, nothing's going on. We're all good. He's just got like a towel over his shoulder, covering up all the blood somehow. <laughs> <laughs> So, but that's kind of that's kind of where it turned for me, you know. Like, mm-hmm. uh, it, like up until that point, it was it was almost kind of serious, and then and then it got pretty comical. Mm. And this this movie also does the the kind of changing of the rules because she was able to go out in sunlight. Sort of. Yeah, there was a scene when she was getting her teeth whitened with that ultraviolet yes. light, and it just burned the shit out of her mouth. Yeah. So maybe she wasn't all the way turned yet. So was I, you, was she fully I, by the end of the movie? Um, I don't know. Because she already fed on many people. Well, right, but like the like the master was never out in the daylight. Well, the way the master looks should also, never be out in the daylight. Yeah. And uh, like even the uh, the the chick in the warehouse the that was missing in the very beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. like she like her teeth were all fucked up. I like the I like the uh, the rabbit teeth. Yeah, kind of look like rats. Yeah, yeah, they look like rats. There you go. <laughs> had like the rat teeth going. Um, I I thought I thought that was interesting and maybe a more um. 
while less appealing, maybe a more realistic version of a of vampire teeth. <laughs> mm. So that was cool. Uh, yeah, and the, the the gathering of all the rats and stuff that was like creepy too. Yes, very creepy. Lots of rats in one place are are, are a little scary. So what? So now, do they? Does that mean that they're more related to rats than bats in this one? Um, I'm going by this movie, I would say. Yeah, although I guess bats are kind of just flying rodents anyway. Yeah, but I would go to more bats or rats because they just the the look they would have like when their when their fangs would come out, it would just basically look like sharp rat teeth. Yeah, they look like weird rabies rat vampires. Yeah. Uh, it was it was cool and it was something different. Yeah. And so I appreciate that. All right, I think that's uh can't really go through it much. Yeah. I suppose that's about it. Now that we've lost everybody, Kev, you still here? Yeah, I'm here. Hey. What did I miss? Give me the fast version. <laughs> uh, rat vampires. Rat, rat vampires. <laughs> uh, well, I suppose that's it for today. Um, as always, we want to thank you for listening to another episode of The Horror Returns. Uh, we'd love to hear your feedback and ideas. And as always, you can reach us at thehorrorreturns at gmail.com. Uh, we're still working on some stuff, but for now, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Podbean. Uh, just search for The Horror Returns. Also, look for us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or whatever the fuck it's called. And if you like what you hear, please rate us and review us. And even if you don't, rate us and review us. But five stars only, please. Real quick, uh, everybody go check out The Action Returns. We just dropped an episode on uh, Band of the Hand. THR presents Stream Fiends, uh, The Long Riders, and we are going to start dipping into the Mortal Kombat movies next. And uh, Nez, why don't you tell everybody about the the new show over at the uh, E-Society? We got a bunch of them over there. (laughs) Well, uh, we just started um, uh, ESP presents Fight Society when we talk about... um, favorite uh fight scenes in movies or, or television um there's a ton to come a, a ton to talk about uh we've been we've done three of those episodes so far we got fourth one coming um writer director mike j marin is gonna be on the next episode uh, also brian and i we did uh esp thr sports uh we covered jake paul and oh, ben <laughs> Askren fight <laughs> He fucking won, right? Yeah. Yeah. Then now oh, there's man. now there's controversy saying that Ben Askren threw the fight. Oh, I the I the interview that I saw him. They Jake Paul's had, not a bad fucking boxer, man. Yeah, he like looked, he looked better than Ben. <laughs> yeah, like I said, Ben is not. That was never his game in right. MMA. So yeah, he's a wrestler. <laughs> he um, Ben was like, well, he goes, yeah, I got knocked down and I got back up, but then. I was all ready to go, but the ref said no. I saw there's multiple videos from different angles. Uh, the one, the last one I saw, it was right behind uh, Askren. When he got up, he stumbled back against the ropes, and then he was talking to to the ref, and the ref was trying to just make sure he was all right. 
And when the ref let him go, he stumbled again like his knees were about to buckle. And that's when he called the fight. So uh, I think he was pretty dazed. If he didn't move off the ropes, I think he probably would have let him keep going. But once when he took that step, you, you see him yeah. shaking his knees. So they said, no, nah, that's it. Yeah, so, he, but, he, want, he wants Nate Diaz now. And oh. Nate said he can get it. He can get that <laughs> stock and slap. Yeah, that's not going to go well. <laughs> like, listen, Jake Paul is a better boxer than most people give him credit for, but Nate Diaz will put a hurting on that son of a bitch. Well, I'll watch it. <laughs> I will, too. Shit, I'll get the pay-per-view for that one. Yeah, right. as, far, as far as that, everything on East side, we just dropped a new episode, uh, 216. Uh, yeah, I think that's about it. Uh, majority of our, our newest stuff is all on Anchor. Just uh, go to Anchor or just go to Spotify if, if you're there and uh, search E-Society. Uh, it'll all pop up on there and you can just go and have at it. Um, the Anchor Edition stuff is on multiple platforms. Uh, iHeartRadio, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Spotify. Castbox, Breaker, and Apple Podcasts. So just search E Society and have at it. There's, I don't know, probably like 300 episodes of this and that on there. That all dealing with the E Society. And um, when we're doing, uh, Brian and I are doing the uh, the the Horror Returns bonus episodes. They're kind of like crossover episodes, so they're going to be here on the Horror Returns Network as well as. The East Society Network on Anchor. So, Boom. Awesome. listen, download both of them. Uh, help us all out. So. Yes. Yeah, dude. Uh, and with that, yeah, that's it. Um, nothing else. Um, just listen to more. We, yeah, uh, like Brian said, we got uh, Mortal Kombat uh, coming. And we also got another uh, bonus episode coming. Is it Paradise Cove? Was that yep. it? Yeah, that's coming. So, that's uh, a movie. Yeah, get ready for that. And, uh, yeah. Cool. So that's it for me. So until next time, everyone, thank you for listening and party on. Party on, man. Uh, next week, we're going to check out another new movie with Bloodthirsty and Dog Soldiers. Werewolf movies. Nice. Uh, so until the horror returns again, Brian. Good.